Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome back to More To It, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. We start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations, always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally, Dad Dude, and thanks for listening. And thanks for those reviews in advance. They're growing. Love it. And now let's chop up some wood, starting with... What's up with that dude? Let me tell y'all. Man, I'm in New York City still. Y'all can tell by the background. Y'all like my new set? Yeah, me either. <laughs> That's my bed. And some old George Jefferson lampshades and some art from Crenshaw. That looks good, though. Um, all that's happening in NYC. Better weather out here than L.A. Let me say one thing I did, and I had to do it. I haven't been in New York in a minute. It feels like a few years I don't know what the pandemic, who could add? <laughs> the calendar is all messed up since that pandemic. I walk up to the couch and be like, oh, man, I ain't seen you in a minute. Oh, it's been five years. Oh, yeah, maybe an hour then. It wasn't a minute. <laughs> but point being, I don't know when the last time I've been up here in Columbia and all that. But I'm here now. And yesterday, on the way to dinner, my daughter caught me slipping. <sighs> I'm glad she did, though. I needed to record this. I'll share it with you guys once I leave New York. Um I was hanging out the Uber in the back seat. <laughs> I, I was playing Dog Pound album just because I'm in New York. And I was just like in the nicest, most L.A. gangster way. Middle finger to New York for all the drama y'all brought up the West Side and brought L.A., right? Y'all took Pac. Let me, let me stop. But in all seriousness, when I come out here, I just like repping L.A. so tough. And I was, I was in the back seat. It's the incredible. The lyrical, you can't see me like Nisi. I was in there. I was corrupt. All I needed was the rest of the dog pound with me in the back of that Uber, hanging out the window, just screaming at people, just clowning in that zone, man. But my daughter and I, we went to a sushi spot, a bomb sushi spot. I don't even know the name of it. One of those, you know, when you can't pronounce it, you know it's fresh. And I was like, damn, this is dope. Did we go to Tokyo or something? Where were we at? Um, I knew it was outside her price range. That's why we were there. <laughs> Broke ass. <laughs> Every time I come and visit her, no matter where it is, we going somewhere nicer than she usually goes. I'm like, all right, tax my ass. So she taxed me at this sushi spot. Um, had a ball though. They had some crispy 
crispy white rice tuna rolls. Oh, I ordered three of them <laughs> on top of my normal meal. I was like, damn, I just kept pounding them things. So all good. Uh, after that, she went back home. She went to sleep. Um, not with her boyfriend, I hope, because I'm going to meet him for the first time tonight. Uh, she says she was. She said, I'm going home, daddy. No, no disrespect when you're here this weekend. I was like, yeah, fool. He always over there. Any other time he over there. Now he ain't over there. But um, I look forward to meeting him. Uh, looks like a sharp, strong young man, you know. Uh, man of character. That's what I could see from the videos and the few things she's told me about him. So I hope he's nervous because, you know, I want to have a film a bad boy scene or nothing. I don't want to, have to act like Martin Lawrence and Will Smith or nothing like that. Cause that's not even who I am. I'm, I'm nice. I don't care. I can still be like, yo, you're not good for my daughter and still be nice about it. Right. I ain't got to be scaring you. Like that's corny to me, but um, I look forward to talking to the dude, see what he, what he's up to. And more importantly, what does he see with him and my daughter? Now, if he's around her age, I think he's like 25, maybe a little older. Um, it's a roller coaster ride, but at 25, I would Shoot, every dad that I met at 25, I lied to. <laughs> Let me just tell you, your daughter ain't going to last. Let me just say that. I met Anna Marie when I was 38. So sorry, even with well intentions. <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished. So he could try and talk good to me, but it's going to get punished. <laughs> All right. So uh, other than that, I was walking randomly to my hotel. Check this out. I'm walking. And in New York, you ain't supposed to talk to everybody, but I do typically. But it was night. It was like midnight. So I'm just walking. I saw some cats walking towards me, one dude in particular. And I was just walking down, head down, looking around, looking at buildings, whatever it may be. You know, how sometimes you play it all, but you're still watching everybody around you, but you acting like you ain't, you know, uh, to ignore is to pay attention. As I say, one of the Wileyisms, to ignore is to pay attention. So one dude just says, Marcellus. And I look up and he already had passed me. So it was one of those, I'm going to take my shot and say Marcellus, but not stop. So I don't look all corny and trying too hard weird but he did right i've done the same thing too before so i've been in that place and i turned around i was like yeah what's up and he was like uh he's like what's up man as I, I, I thought it was you what's up you know breaking bread and it turns out it was this guy named sean green who has an art technology platform that's looking really good i, I checked that out already and a vc fund sucking on raised 13 million dollars i was like what is going on here so it was just random. We broke bread, exchanged information, looking forward to connecting with him in L.A. and building with him. But just on the rando, just walking midnight to the hotel. Marcellus, turns out this dude is um, somebody I would love to have great synergy with. You know, and hopefully we do. And um, amplify what he's doing and see what's going on with him. So shout out to Sean Green. Next time, just stop in front of me, though, and say, what's up, Marcellus? How you doing? <laughs> it's like it was like a block back. He already passed me a block over. And told me, Marcellus. <laughs> You know how the game goes. Speaking of how the game goes, it doesn't go like this. This YouTuber sentenced to five and a half years in federal prison for cable scheme. I'm going through all the topics that fan mail has hit me with. Like, dog, you talk about everything, but you don't talk about everything. You didn't talk about A, B, and C. So I'm about to give y'all three topics that were in my fan mail bag, if I could call it that, that I skipped over. Not because I didn't like the topics, just damn it. I only got so much time in the day. Here we go. If you're scamming the system, I want to know, why are you stunting? Let's talk about this dude. Okay. So his name is Ami or Omi in the Hellcat. I've seen him before, so excuse me if I don't know his name, but I know his face. Was sentenced to a lengthy prison bid. Mm. When they say lengthy prison bid, 
You fucked up. It was <laughs> a lengthy prison bid after he built his career flexing luxury sports vehicles, luxurious jewelry, and a spacious home online off the strength of fraud. Damn. According to the Inquirer of Philly, Ami-born Bill Omar Carisquillo, that's his real name, government name, will be forced to give up nearly all of after all of his stuff after he was sentenced to five and a half years in prison after pleading guilty last year to running one of the most successful cable TV piracy schemes ever prosecuted by the U.S. government. You in jail because you ran illegal cable. Everybody did that before, or at least used somebody else's, <laughs> and then nobody was in jail in the hood. As we previously reported, the feds alleged the scheme made Ami and his friends more than $30 million. Oh, that's why you want to jail. $30 million. We didn't do that in the <laughs> from 2016 to 2019. Damn, you would think at $10 million, you would stop, leverage that money, and just do the legal way, right? You're going to go all the way with three years of it? Ignite. Ami's cable companies, through his business, illegally sold content hijacked from cable boxes to thousands of online subscriber, subscribers, subscribers <laughs> who paid as low as $15 a month. Damn. As low? He was eating. No wonder you got $30 million. Damn. Reports state that Ami was ordered to forfeit more than $30 million in assets, including $6 million in cash. He ain't even investing right. This sucker here. Cars included Lambo, Porsche, Bentleys, McLarens. Doing too much. As well as a portfolio of more than a dozen properties across Philly and the suburbs. $30 million is a lot of money. Quote. Tangible objects aren't everything, U.S. District Judge Harvey Battle said. Blah, 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 blah. I don't here. You have a large following, and there may be people who think if you can get away with it, they can too. Ah, great point. In court, Ami apologized to his family, okay, his employees, and the cable company, stating, I really didn't know the significance of this crime until I was picked up by the FBI in my home. <laughs> I don't think that's true, but okay. I feel like I let everybody down. That's true. Oh, man. Why? If you're scamming the system, are you stunting? Man, some people can't help themselves or get out their own way. Goodness. Like, if you're going to do a crime, make sure you don't do it in the limelight so you don't have to do the time, right? <laughs> Come on, bro. Uh, I don't even want to talk about justifying this. I'm just like, damn, what does this need to floss, right? Because we all have been bit by that bug. Like, all right, he did the crime. We ain't all been bit by that $30 million cable scheme bug. But once you get your dough, you got a show. Oh, yeah, I've been bit by that bug. Oh, man. You know why? I think the real bottom line reason is because on any journey, I don't give a damn if it's legal or illegal, you're going to take hits. People going to clown you. People going to joke on you. People going to walk by you. People going to not notice you, right? And you add those hits up. Don't act like you don't. You add them up. You tally up all the people who are stunting on you so one day they could catch the vapors, Right? And all those hits you took on that journey to make it, you kept them receipts until finally you could cash them in. And then, boy, do you rub their face in it. Here's one of my moments. When I used to wait on the bus stop off of Slauson, I was like Slauson and then over here, right there at the bus stop. And I remember cats who used to go to school with me. I know I would see them at school. We weren't that friendly, but they see me, they speak to me, whatever. Will ride by me while I'm on the bus stop, not the school bus stop either, like the bus stop, RTD, rough, tough, and dangerous, and just ride on. Mm. Then I see him at school, and they're like, what up? What it do? I'm like, you know what it's going to do? <laughs> it's going to flip on your ass as soon as I get this money. That's what's going to happen. 
But I used to just keep receipts like, oh, one day I'm going to get y'all back. And I'm jealous. Like, I'm the jealous type. And not in a negative way. I'm the jealous type like, oh, you're up there. Here I come. I'm jealous like, oh, you got something I I want? Because I don't want everything. So sometimes I'm not even jealous and it's better than what I have. I just don't care about it. But when I see something I want, you got it. Oh, I'm trying to compete, bro. I'm trying to get it. And I don't want you to pull a hamstring. I don't want you coming back to me. I got to come to you. So I'm a weird jealous. Like, I'm not a negative jealous. I, I root for everybody. I just know I got to catch their ass, right? That's the track runner in me. Like, if we race, I don't want to hear nothing. Nothing. Matter of fact, you could try and cheat. I'll beat you cheating. That's even more gratifying. So I have always had this need to kind of catch cats that I wanted to catch and things that I had. And this dude did the most. Lambos. It said everything had an S. Lamborghinis, Porsches, <laughs> Bentleys. Why do you need two of the same car? Ghetto. So it made me start thinking. You know me. I got to talk y'all through this. I told you about why I wanted to keep those receipts and how I kept those receipts. So when I got mine, I stunned it on them. I'm going to go through my car list real quick because this is just hilarious and ignorant. I was listening to Jay-Z came on, on my my uh, playlist and it was... Uh, I think it was 4-4 or some song like that. Don't know the name. Who knows names of songs now? It's like track seven. I don't know. (laughs) Jay-Z on it. And he was like, if he could do it all over again, he wouldn't have bought all them cars. He would have bought some property in Dumbo. But now he feels like Dumbo. (laughs) Literation. I like that. And I feel the same way. I swear, if I had to do it all over again, only one of these cars I would buy again. You guys guess as I name them. Uh, First car, Expedition. Expedition, then Lexus GS 400. Ooh, that thing, that bubble eye was pretty though. Excursion, BMW 745, Mercedes CL 500. My boys were clowning me. They're like, you can't get the 600? Actually, I could, but I was just like, I don't know. I like that one. Uh, Ferrari 360 Medina, hardtop. Convertible Ferrari convertible. Yeah, that like Medina or something. I don't know. That was, mm, Convertible Hummer. Arnold Schwarzenegger want to be ass. 63 Impala. That tray was hopping too. Rolls Royce Phantom. Excursion limousine that was converted into a limo. Mm-hmm. Audi eight, Audi eight A eight. Yeah, I can't even say it because you could tell I'm changing now. I got kids. <laughs> Cadillac Escalade and a Tesla Model X, which is my favorite car. Or I should say it's the best car. My favorite car. There's one of those I would get. I would get again. Only one I would do it again. Only one I'd be that ignorant and do it again. That convertible Ferrari. God dog, that thing was fresh. Um, I loved it. But now understated is the new rich, right? Like if you really got it, don't show it. One, you're going to get your ass robbed. They out here tripping. There ain't no cold in these streets. But two, man, who give a damn? Like cats, I know cats. My daughter was just telling me how there's this $200 uh, fake jewelry company. You give them $200 and they give you any chain that looks exactly like the real ones. And I remember when my boy Derek Holmes took me as a rookie. He was a vet. And we went to Walmart. Like my rookie year, I was like, why are we in Walmart, dog? We got money now. He was like, shh, I ain't spending no real money on nothing. And we've got all these watches, all this stuff. He was like, Psh, people going to always assume you got money. So why get the real stuff? Get the cheap stuff. They're going to always think you're rich anyway. And it's real. Message. <laughs> hey, dog, whoever you are, Ami, in the Hellcat, it's hell now, huh, cat? <laughs> in prison ain't no joke. Get out, man, and get better. All right, let's move on to somebody who has gotten better but still is clowning, my man Chris Rock. I didn't do this topic either. Oh, man, I love Chris Rock. I went and saw him maybe November. And I saw him do the Will Smith joke. So they take your phones and you can't record, et cetera. You just got to have brain capacity and just a word of mouth. <laughs> I was telling all my boys, oh, he ain't 
he ain't done with Will Smith. And I'm all team Chris Rock on this one, y'all. So don't even ask. Don't ask me to be balanced. I actually was balanced. That's how I became team Chris Rock because he's just all right on this one. Not all right. All right. Like, no wrong. Let's talk about it. All right. Leslie Jones, D.L. Hughley, defend Chris Rock against backlash over Will Smith jokes. First of all, y'all got jokes over. Y'all got backlash over jokes. Y'all got issues with jokes. Y'all some sensitive punks. (laughs) I hate. That's when I hate the world. When you can't joke on somebody no more. God, this dude got hit and he can't joke. Ignorant. Make it make sense. All right. So let's talk about it. Here's a quote. Chris Rock says, you know what people say? I wish I had a Chris Rock voice, but my, I got a froggy in there. You know what people say? They say words hurt. Rock said, anybody that says words hurt has never been punched in the face. <laughs> so good, right? Will Smith has since said bottle rage led to his actions. Blah, blah, blah. I do not believe in no bottle rage. Everybody got bottle. I got bottle rage. You don't believe me? Some movies, sometimes I watch Snowfall and get triggered. Like, I got bottle rage. I had to go through hell to get here. Can't go up to anybody and just slap them because I grew up in Compton and South Central. <laughs> Will Smith. I don't even dislike Will Smith. I don't even hate Will Smith. I love that dude. But I don't want to hear no bullshit. All right. So the confrontation became a cultural lightning rod for conversations around America's appetite for casual violence. And that's true. Mr. Smith was allowed to remain at the ceremony. Yep. You remember that? Rock was praised for maintaining his composure following the incident. Now, in his first live comedy show, Chris Rock has said selective outrage was the reason. And the performer tackled a wide range of issues, including woke culture, Meghan Markle. Oh, God, I got to tell you my Meghan Markle story one day. Insane. And politics. I'm going to try to do the show without offending anyone, Chris Rock said in a nod to the Smith altercation, because you never know who might get triggered. (laughs) Another good one. He's two for two. Later, he added, America's so screwed up right now that if the Russians came here, half the country would go, let's hear them out. (laughs) That's three. Three for three. Uh, But he saved his best for last. He said, people are like, did it hurt? He's like, it still hurts. I got summertime ringing in my ears. That's four for four. <laughs> oh my God. I took that hit like Manny Pacquiao. That's five for five. Suck a hit. In a nod to the title of the show, he says selective outrage, right? Had a lot more to do about the slap with Will Smith and his wife Jada's relationship struggles. Now you're hitting home. Ooh, struggles. Then his Oscars joke. He's like, look, look, dog, you came in here wounded. And it ain't because of me. I ain't cut you up there. Maybe my joke was just a little alcohol spraying on that wound that's open. But you need to handle that. Shouldn't came in here with no open wounds. Ooh, don't go in public. I know everybody is. Everyone has a battle. But don't expect everybody to fight in your battle either. Damn it. Everybody battling something. But don't expect us all to join your your army. Wrong with y'all people. So the couple have been candid about their ups and downs in the relationship. Yes, too candid, actually. (laughs) I wish I told y'all every time Anna Marie and I had a fight. Actually, I do. (laughs) And even publicly address their struggles on Jada's Facebook watch show, Red Table Talk. We've all been cheated on. Everybody in here been cheated on. None of us have ever been interviewed by the person that cheated on us on television. She hurt him way more than he hurt me. Ah, Now that hurts because that's the truth. Godly. I thought I'd be talking. This sucker here. This is why he a genius, man. We all been cheated on. Everybody here been cheated on. None of us have ever been interviewed by the person that cheated on us on TV. 
she hurt him way more than he hurt me. I ain't got nothing else to say. Ain't no commentary. God dang. He going to slap you again. <laughs> Hell yeah, he is. You hitting them where it hurts. Woo. And I, I'm in full support of it. Man, that's the only way you're going to get freedom, Will Smith. The only way you're going to be real about this is to be honest with yourself and heal through it. Bottled up rage. That's the uh, don't 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 look for no mattresses. Don't look for no crutches. Just say, man, my wife and I, we we were going through things, and you went right to where we were going, <laughs> and that's why. Man, it's crazy. So, uh, I hope the saga's not over. I like comedians beefing. Like, what's better content than dudes that got jokes that ain't gonna throw hands, except if you will, Smith, beefing with each other. Oh, you can't get no better than that. We got content for days. So I am team Chris Rock. Will Smith shouldn't have came out the house if he wasn't ready to be in a, a public figure and be outside and take the hits that come from it. But no one's perfect. Uh, but no one has to go to that. Like I, I hear no one's perfect, but that doesn't excuse what the hell he did. So I am with you, Chris Rock. Keep telling them jokes. You got one laugh coming from me. But here's one thing that wasn't funny to a lot of people. Tony Romo. Here's another one from the fan mailbag. It's late. Better late than never. We're going to see, because I know somebody going to be like, man, that's old. Shut your old ass up. This ain't old. Not till I do it. Damn it, it ain't old. <laughs> Let me stop. Did Tony Romo almost say the N-word? How did I miss this one? It was just sitting there in my topic list, way at the bottom, with a hard R. <laughs> Let me stop with the hard R. Shannon Sharp shares a clip. How did I miss Shannon Sharp sharing a clip? I follow Shannon and claims Tony Romo nearly said the N-word. Oh. Me and my wife, we always get into this conversation. She always said, you almost hit them. You almost did that. And I was like, I didn't know. So almost, almost doesn't count. <laughs> like, So I'm already kind of team Romo on this one. But I did see the video and I saw Van Lathan and all them people talk about it. So let's get into it. Okay. Tony Romo, we know he is Dallas quarterback, blah, blah, blah. He was calling the Bengals versus Kansas City Chiefs game. It went viral. This is what Tony Romo said during the game. The extra yards, the tough yards, the finish on the plate. Right there, you got three nit. Ooh. This broadcast was brought to you by. <laughs> right. Ooh. It sounded like that Snoop song. It sounded like for real. <laughs> Flatline. Now, what was he going to say is obviously where we're going to take this, but he continued. Right there, you got three nit. Talked about this. The best tackling team, they don't miss tackles, and that could be the difference. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We didn't finish that N-word. <laughs> what could it have been? Shannon Sharp joined the online reactions by retreating the video and saying commentators can get hyped during live broadcast. It's, Shannon said, you get hyped and forget sometimes where you are. I don't know about that. Tony Romo wasn't available for comment. I, I mean, you get hyped, but. What were you trying to say when you were hype? <laughs> you know what I mean? I've cursed on air before. I think someone said I said the N-word before. I didn't. Or did I? <laughs> I don't know. I remember someone said I did. So if you got those receipts, pull them out. Um, I used to say the N-word, so then obviously that gives me um, not license, but uh, an understanding of why I went there. So the viral video with Tony's commentary led to a huge uproar on Twitter. Many viewers got engaged in heated conversations. Yeah, all right. How you get heated on a damn keyboard <laughs> on your phone? Some viewers suggested Tony may have wanted to say Niners or Nickelbacks. Not Niners, because he wasn't playing the Niners. They, the Niners weren't playing, and not doesn't sound like nah. So I went to third grade English class like all the rest of y'all. Nickelbacks, I thought he was going to say nickels, like, but 
Nichols, first of all, Ninja, you ain't saying that. Nichols, Nichols is too close. Like, you got to be careful with them Nickelbacks. Um, and that's a weird place to go when you're commentating the game. You say that pre-snap. You may say that in passing. But in a play where someone's running and you're talking about how hard they're running and tough yardage, and he's going against three Nickelbacks, not outside the realm of possibility, but not inside the realm of logic. <laughs> like, logically, uh, normally, let's just say that ain't where you go. Yeah, you, he was running, and all of a sudden he saw three Nickelbacks. <laughs> that would be the first. <laughs> let's just say that, even though it can apply. Uh, so people were saying that. Online, I see it. But the eye is not the hard eye. It's the soft eye. Uh, Y'all know what I'm saying. Uh, now people start going back and forth. For Shannon and everybody, get real. You hear what you want to hear, blah, blah, blah. Now, to Shannon's point, when you get hot, when your word count is in the billions like it is for Tony Romo, like Shannon Sharp, like myself, et cetera, people who get paid to talk for a living, people who talk all the time, you're going to step in something. And you know my saying, just wipe your shoes off. <laughs> keep keep pushing. Was he going to say, nah? Because I don't even say it, so I can't say it. And if he did, and if he was, what does that mean? Tony Romo's around some black people, and he's comfortable, and he got the pass from them, and then all of a sudden on air, he he let one sit, you know, one sifted through, one got through. Uh, I can I hear that, but you don't even have to be around black people to hear that word. It's the culture. Like, you know, walking down New York, you hear everybody saying it kind of. Max Kellerman and I used to have this conversation about how New Yorkers just say the N-word. And I was like, man, they can say all they want, but they better not say it around me like that. I don't get down like that. Um, it's funny because the music, the music really gets you there. Uh, I went this morning. I went to a spin class with my daughter, this Soul Cycle. That was fun. A lot of pretty girls in there. Let me just say that. Get that out the way so I don't hide from y'all. <laughs> I was like, damn. I mean, it was a smorgasbord. It was, it was variety. I was like, Neapolitan up in here. I was like, damn, that's where y'all get fresh. I know my my wife does it and my daughter does it. So, and they're both beautiful. So, I guess, you know, they like the company. So, the instructor, I was proud of him. One, he was a great instructor. But two, he didn't play the curse words. Why does that matter? Because well, I hate it. And a lot of times you're in these classes and you could be one of the few black people or the only black person, or even if it's full of black people, they are blasting in words. They are blasting all them vulgar words. I'm like, that ain't the best look for a company, right? Like I get y'all play rap and it's the number one music genre. I like all that, but damn, give me the clean version. I play the clean version at home and even the clean version dirty sometimes. Cause you know, the topics. Oh, all right. So they ain't said no curse words, no N words. But then they like, yo, go bend over, girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> no curse words, no in words, but damn it, that ain't clean, right? Oh, man, my little son ain't going to hear all that. Not yet. Uh, so I've always thought about that. Like, man, this public discourse, it's almost like it's like X-rated, R-rated. You know, it's just too vulgar. And. Maybe Romo was just playing his favorite song before he went up to the stadium. Just da 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 You know, and y'all need to stop with this whole thin veil of like white people don't use the N-word. They use it because it's in the song. And if it's your favorite song and you get lost in the lyrics, which I know I do. Oh, them, them words coming out. Them words coming out. Or, you know, and then you got to censor yourself when you're around black people. and you, It's just a weird place to be. Just stop using the word. There are four, seven, 47 billion 
four seven. There's forty seven billion words in this world, and y'all using that one still, and then trying to justify it, and it's weird because it get people like Romo caught up, making everybody look like a Nickelback. <laughs> I really don't have the explanation. Next time I see Romo, I'm gonna find out, and then I'll come back to this podcast and let y'all know what he was really thinking. Because I know it's a story behind it. Either he was listening to his song, and it was in there, and he just had it all in his head. He really was trying to reinvent how they broadcast and say nickelbacks during a tough run or um he stopped himself short from really stepping in it and we know what he was gonna step in all right uh let's get to this last topic Shaq said he's cutting off his son yo he's a grown man now and i'm rich we are not rich so no money for you takes me back man because obviously my daughter's in grad school she's 24 but i still support her damn right i don't believe in that cutting off stuff i don't let the government at 18 or just society at large 21 that's my daughter as long as daddy's alive and when i'm going especially she's gonna have full full reign but as long as i'm here i'm looking out now within reason i want her to earn hers but to me it's like we're gonna meet somewhere in the middle whereas you earn yours and i support you till you earn yours fully right and that age i don't know I hope it's sooner than later, but at the same time, there's no age criteria because at 18, you've been raising them that whole time. And then you just say, bye-bye, fly, baby, fly. Not right. Not fair. I know I didn't feel good to me at 18. The times where I was like, yo, I need support. I need help. And they were like, you grown. I was like, how am I grown? I just don't live here anymore. I ain't grown. (laughs) Man, I'm 18 years on the nipple damn near. And then all of a sudden you just, you know, kick me out or I go to school. And then it's just like, peace. And then you buying more makeup, <laughs> Avon. Why don't you hook me up? I actually got plans with my life. You know, all I need is a little, little octane in the fuel, a little jet fuel. That's all, right? So I don't believe in the cutting off stuff. I really don't. Um, but I don't chastise anybody who does. That's their way. But I'm on the other side of the fence with this one. I think there's... Tremendous pros. One, I'm like old school. Not old school like in conventional ways, but old country like yesteryear. You know when your last name, you become from prince to king. Like I'm like that. I'm like old Lion King, like Mufasa. And then this is Simba. One day he will reign supreme. (laughs) Like if you got my last name, especially if I created you, oh, I'm going to look out. Now, that doesn't mean I'm always going to give you what you want. Doesn't mean I'm going to give you anything you need. I'm going to give you what I think you need if you're asking me, right? You talking about what you need. No, 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 no. You came to me, right? Okay, let's talk about what I think you need. <laughs> this is negotiation. You tell me what you need, I'll tell you what I think you need, and then we're going to go there. Because, man, I'm only helping you to get up. Like, this crutch needs you to still be able to walk. Like, you can't just get on crutch and just say, hold me up. Pat, pat. You're going to fall down, right? That's all I'm a crutch. You still got to do your part. I'll do my part. So when I saw that article where Shaquille O'Neal said he's cutting his son off because, hey, he's old enough and that's what it is, I respect it. Shaq way richer than me. His son's still going to be all right. And he wants his son to earn his own. I do too. Except I want mine to happen like an airplane. Like, you know, an airplane has a runway and then it takes off gradually. You sound like Shaq and a lot of other people subscribe to the helicopter. Okay, you're 18, get in a helicopter. Straight up. (laughs) Bye. Peace. Nah, I got to get my kids runway. So, damn it, don't share this podcast with MJ or Raya and Olivia because they are way too young and they're going to be way too expensive. But 
Morocco already knows that I always got her back. Okay, you know how we end this show every single time with a Wileyism. When you're not living right, what's right feels wrong. Ooh, sting. Somebody out there felt that too, huh? When you're not living right, what's right feels wrong. Damn, I've been there before. Oh, it's so hard when you messing up and you got actual history, recent history. The dominoes are falling on the wrong way, right? You're doing bad and you got a losing streak. To correct that feels bad. Like you ever not study and get bad grades and then finally studying feels wrong because it's like, what am I doing? I ain't outside playing. What am I doing? I'm studying this stuff and I don't understand it. What am I doing? My boys are teasing me. Like doing the right thing now feels wrong. (laughs) And that's the right thing. (laughs) That's why it's so important to always stay in the moment. Stay honest with your assessments and don't get don't go on some losing streaks. Don't go down that path too far. When you take a misstep, wipe your shoes off. Keep pushing the right way. If not, when you're not living right, what's right feels wrong. And that's crazy. Oh, I've been there too many times. Damn it. When I'm on a losing streak for myself and I'm like, oh, then you catch yourself. You just catch your thoughts. You're like, wait a minute. You know, because what is it? You're not your thoughts. Your thoughts are you. You know, your thoughts be owning you. You be like, well, you got to tell it. You got to remind it like an agent. Like, wait a minute. You work for me. Thoughts, you work for me. <laughs> I don't work for you, thoughts. Shut up, thoughts. <laughs> and I ain't talking about thoughts. I don't want to get sued like 2 chains. <laughs> yeah, 2 Chain got sued for calling somebody a thought. Good Lord, what world are we live in? Anyway, thought ass. Um, I'm looking like, dang, dog. Don't mess up too much because this is going to be a mess trying to clean it up. Not even the mess you made, but the mess you going to go through in feeling, in emotions, the uphill battle just to clean up that mess. So when you're not living right, y'all, come on. What's right feels wrong. Oh, that was a beautiful show. New York is getting fresh. I'm about to go out with my daughter, and we about to get it in, man. I appreciate y'all listening to me. That's going to do it for more to it. Check the show notes out for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Hell yeah, let's talk. You can find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, that dude entertainment. That's me. And Workhouse Media, the show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley. That's me. Paul Anderson and Nick Panella. Yo, I love doing this stuff for real. This way, this version, this content, this platform, this this distribution, everything. And it's just growing and it's just getting started. I'm Marcellus Wiley. Thank y'all for listening for real. Thanks for the reviews. Keep them coming. There's more coming from more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Come. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.
it. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.